This is A Kansas Memory, the Kansas State Historical Society Library and Archives podcast, featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in our collection. The term Bleeding Kansas brings to mind tensions, controversy, and even armed conflict. But many of the people who came to Kansas wanted it to be their permanent home, and they established churches and clubs and held social events that they hoped would bring culture and perhaps even normality to their lives. This podcast will feature the more civilized aspects of life in Kansas Territory through invitations to social events and club activities. The traditions of celebrating the 4th of July and New Year's Eve came to Kansas with its earliest settlers. On July 5, 1858, a grand picnic party was held in Osawatomie to celebrate the nation's independence. The invitation to this event is somewhat unique because it lists types of dances in order on the back of the invitation. Obviously, these aren't quite the same dances used on Dancing with the Stars. Independence Day, Grand Picnic Party. The pleasure of your company is respectfully solicited to attend a picnic party to be given at McAllister's Hall in Osawatomie at 5 o'clock Monday evening, July 5, 1858. Music will be performed by the Smiths Band. The evening's program will begin with four sets of quadrilles, followed by the opera reel, quadrille, shoddish, Spanish dance, quadrille, and the money musk. There will be an intermission with supper. After supper, the entertainment will continue with the Sicilian circle, followed by the mazurka, quadrille, pop goes the weasel, Quadrille, Waltz, Quadrille, Grand Basket, March Quadrille, McDonald's Reel, Quadrille, Bow Quadrille, Shadish, Hop Waltz, Quadrille, Polka, and ending with a Money Musk. Perhaps you have heard the term Fireman's Ball. Territorial Kansas had an event that was for the benefit of the Lawrence Fire Department. It was in 1859 on the anniversary of the pro-slavery forces attack on Lawrence in 1856. The invitation reads as follows. Anniversary Ball. Yourself and ladies are respectfully invited to attend the Grand Anniversary Ball in commemoration of the destruction of the Free State Hotel, May 21, 1856 to be given by the citizens of Lawrence for the benefit of the fire department on Friday evening, May 20th, 1859, at the Eldridge House. Music by the Lawrence Quadrille Band. The following note from Joseph Burasa, a Potawatomi Indian also called K-Khan, provides some insight into how some of the dances were arranged. He wrote to Thomas Stinson, a resident of Tecumseh, and a trader of merchandise with various tribes on December 29, 1856, from Council Grove. Mr. Thomas N. Stinson, my friend, will please to inform the gentleman committee that, with a considerable difficulty, I have distributed their tickets. They were sent out to me at too late a day to give out to advantage. The best dancers are nearly all invited to two or three balls given on the same day. Notwithstanding that, I've got ladies enough for about two sets. La Framboise Father and Son, and Bobian Darling, and maybe some others will go. I've got Albion Alcott for first violinist, and I've heard C. Bobian will go down for assistant player. We, our folks, 
will try to go on Wednesday to your place. Tell Mr. Vaughn that I have done all I could for them. I'll take down my violoncello to be out ten ta. Yours in haste, Kekan, Josephine Burasa, December 29, 1856, Council Grove, Kansas Territory. This dance was probably going to be held on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. This was a popular time to hold social events because printed invitations for four different New Year's celebrations have survived to the present. The Eldridge House in Lawrence, Kansas invites you to a grand opening ball. New Year's Hall. The pleasure of your company is respectfully solicited to attend a New Year's Hop to be given at Mr. Chestnut's new building. Your company is respectfully solicited to attend a cotillion party at the house of William Chestnut in Osawatomie on Friday Eve, December 30th, 1858. Tickets are $1.75. In Osawatomie on Friday evening, January the 1st, 1858. To be held on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 1858. Music will be provided by the Lawrence Brass Band. On with the dance. Let joy be unconfined. Your company is respectfully solicited to attend a Grand New Year's Ball at the Osage Valley House in Osawatomie, Kansas Territory. Friday, December the 30th, 1859. Good music will be in attendance. Supper will be held at 10 o'clock and the bill will be $2.50. The Eldridge House in Lawrence, Kansas invites you to a grand opening ball to be held The pleasure of your company is respectfully solicited to attend a New Year's Hop. Your company is respectfully solicited to attend a cotillion party at the House of William Chestnut. Your company is respectfully solicited to attend. Many communities had literary societies where members could try out their own efforts at writing on fellow members, as well as being a place for discussion and debate. The Kansas Philomathic Institute of Topeka celebrated its first anniversary on January 12, 1857. This was when Maria Martin began to publish The Prairie Star. She settled in Topeka in May 1856 with her new husband, Dr. S. E. Martin. In the first issue, dated January 24, 1857, the title page of the handwritten publication indicated that the Prairie Star was edited by the ladies of the Philomathic Literary Society. Mrs. Martin addressed the readers of the publication with the following introduction. Salutatory. To the officers, members of the Philomathic Literary Society, and friends of the same, greeting. Tremblingly, as the timid schoolgirl with her first effort of composition passing the, to her, fiery ordeal of reading her few disconnected sentences to others, does your present editor appear before you with the first number of the Prairie Star. With the early days of the bright new year, while the cold searching winds come sweeping o'er these broad prairies, entering every crack and crevice of our Kansas homes, we circle round our quiet firesides each busy with his or her own thoughts, thankful for the measure of peace which now is ours after the distracting scenes of the past year. The man of business, as he rests from his daily toil, thinks of his prospects, how much he may make by his last speculation, 
what the receipts of his last year's labor were, how he will provide and act for the future. The mother thinks of the home she has left, of the valuable schools, the many advantages which formerly surrounded her youthful family, and earnestly hopes that the same may e'er surround her and hers in this, their far western home. The young wife, with busy thoughts intent, building up in her imagination her little home with all of nature and art's adornments, enshrining therein her heart's best beloved, the present happiness enhanced by more congenial home surroundings. No regrets for the home she has left find a lodgment in her heart, but bright dreams for the future occupy her every thought. And the young man and blooming maiden, full of gaiety and mirth and bright anticipations, transplant to their new homes some of the scenes and enjoyments of former homes. First and most valued among us, we consider our literary society, wherein not only the young, those in middle life, but also the aged may derive pleasure and benefit from its weekly exercises, and, as in our former homes, females participated in and lent their aid to the upbuilding of such institutions. So here in our new homes, where all is in a transition and forming state, the ladies have been acknowledged the proper persons to occupy this position in our society. Thankful for the confidence and encouragement thus bestowed upon us, we have commenced our labors in this new sphere. Our paper is before you, and in the language of many an early schoolboy, I repeat, don't view me with a critic's eye, but pass my imperfections by. Maria Martin, The Prairie Star, Topeka, Kansas Territory, January 24, 1857. Maria Martin's words reflected the optimism that many young couples and families had for their future in the new territory, but they also expressed nostalgia for the relatives and lifestyles they had left behind. She wanted the Literary Society to provide enjoyment and also culture to their new home. The documents shared in this podcast remind us that some of the activities and hopes and dreams of settlers in territorial Kansas are the same as ours today enjoying time with our friends, improving ourselves, and most of all, wishing the best for our loved ones. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society Library and Archives podcast. The documents used in this podcast are part of Territorial Kansas Online, a virtual repository of primary sources from the Bleeding Kansas era. The URL for the website is www.territorialkansasonline.org. Thank you.